continuing the theme of women and given the fall season highlighting the sexiest most powerful witch to walk the streets of gaming over the past 10 plus years and getting into weedy chocolates welcome to a new episode of faded breaks for my divine weebs of weed out there who are devote followers of this new podcast it is such a delight to have you today i will be getting into the uh the weeds and the gaming sensations what i'm getting to before i touch on those topics about that i am your host land the muse also madam ether i am chief executive muse creative strategist and most importantly illustrator of faded lane art and strategy studio forging cool ass immersive visuals and creative that sell for cannabis brands and e-commerce eventually the metaverse anyway so i am getting into Bayonetta, if you have not guessed or if you're not familiar, um, if you're an uninitiate, and I have not played Bayonetta 2, I am very excited for Bayonetta 3, but I am an OG Bayonetta fan, and thanks to TikTok, I have been pulled back into the fray, TikTok is such a gift. And as for the chocolates, remember the episode I was talking last time? I didn't know what, I didn't know shit about these chocolates. <laughs> so the brand is actually called Encore and it's by Verano, Verano Holdings. I can't remember if they're owned by another major cannabis company because the big ones just keep gobbling each other up or whatever. But yeah, I wanted to get further into the details of that experience because the ones that I talked about last episode were dark chocolate sea salt and the recent ones I picked up were milk chocolate so I want to compare the two and talk about those experiences they're both one-to-ones CBD, CBD to THC but as far as flavor maybe I'm just getting older but man the experiences were different so i want to get into that if you are a medical patient or a in a legal state where you can acquire the encore chocolates by verano um yeah so i'll get into that and let's get this started Faded Lane is the elite solo-powered illustration studio helping cannabis brands forge timeless creative solutions that sell, particularly with illustration. As the host of Faded Breaks, naturally, I'm going to push my own shit. (laughs) And it may be of benefit to you, but benefit to someone that you know and value. So... My business, I specialize in illustration services and somewhat as a subsidiary or supplement supporting aspect to that. Also creative direction as a creative producer, 
creative direction, production, and consulting, specifically with developing creative campaigns, whether it's narrowing down your brand story, baking in elements of brand lore, which is my visualized concept for developing out your brain into a world and you know visualize that let's play with some escapism whether that is getting packaging package art on your packages or other forms of products as well as merchandise or apparel designs illustration designs potentially a mural using the basics of either my more fantastical style or a more toned down style where I use visual noting or sketch noting, which is visualizing information, which is essential for content, especially if you create an ongoing series that your audience looks forward to. And you can turn that into merchandise or digital products or NFTs. All things that we can work on, not just from my experience as an artist, but as a business professional who wants to see you thrive as I thrive, because this is a win-win situation. So if that has gotten you going, head on to the show notes, go to fadelane.com, follow me on Instagram, fadelane, or Twitter at Muse. And I look forward to seeing you there. Be sure to, if you're curious, want to get more involved before you reach out or just get a taste for what I produce, check out the Forged by Faded podcast, updates daily-ish. And there's also the Art Biz and Chill newsletter that goes out every first, third, and fifth Friday. I'll see you there. Okay, okay. We're getting into what I. It definitely got a name on here. Wow. The Belgian Chocolatiers, aka the Encore Edibles by Verano, is. Uh, yeah, they were great. Again, repeating from last week. I started talking about them. I, yeah, focused more on the ultimate purple that it smoked. But edibles are definitely my thing, as I had gotten into before. Um, as far as like the one to one CBD THC, I have back spasms from inactivity and injuries. So when I'm trying to loosen that shit up, like CBD helps, but the THC CBD balance is just it helps with my back. It helps relieve anxiety. It just helps with everything smoking thc or just consuming cbd by itself like they're beneficial but the one-to-ones just hit great but more so getting into the different flavors or different kinds of chocolates that i had so again last week i had the dark chocolate and sea salt which I was amazed that I really enjoyed. So I'm not a big dark chocolate fan, not by a long shot. I've mostly been a milk chocolate kind of person because I've had a sweet tooth. I feel like I inherited my mother's sweet tooth 
and she baked a lot when I was growing up. I had lots of sweets. I'm American, so I had junk. So I have traditionally had a very strong sweet tooth. So I'm generally milk chocolate, dark chocolate. I generally don't pay for that shit. I eat it if somebody, oh, yeah, I got this, or they want to hand it over, or maybe out of curiosity. But generally, I don't spend money on dark chocolate. But I saw that when I, again, shout out the storehouse dispensary in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. I saw it on the menu on weed maps and um, it's not the first chocolate product that I tried in Maryland. I guess maybe the next episode may get into the other chocolate product or really, I, I guess I'll just talk about all the chocolates I had because it's it's a big deal because they're new to Maryland. The first ones, I believe, were, are by My Heart, Evermore. Um, their dispensary is called The Living Room, but Evermore produces their own product and grows and processes edibles, flowers, dabs, etc., etc. So they, I feel like, had the first chocolate product in the state, but theirs is, it's only THC. So they tasted good, and... Overall, depending on what your proclivity is for chocolates, I'd say they all taste good. They vary on a spectrum of good to great, again, depending on your individual taste. But I'm definitely impressed, but it's also potentially the fact that these are larger companies that have the money to invest in a uh, in a quality product, which is ideal. But the taste as far as Weed is great, but weed doesn't taste great. <laughs> so the aftertaste, especially that exists in some edible products, is you just learn to tolerate it. But with these, it's it's not even a thought. Um, it's not even a thought. So that's just very impressive. I'll get into Evermore's discos after I discuss the Encore edibles. So again, dark chocolate sea salt, perfect. Absolutely perfect as far as flavor. When we get to the milk chocolates, I thought I was really going to enjoy those. I actually picked those up from Green Labs Halloween weekend because they had a sale and I'd never been to Green Labs. They're a dispensary in Baltimore, but they're more so downtown. But I think they have tended to have the cheapest flower potentially product in the Baltimore area. But anyway, went there the first time. That was a great experience. Uh, they got, if you, if you call them, if you're in Maryland, you call them and you get put on hold. Maybe it was just my lucky day, but I felt like that whole music slapped. <laughs> but I picked up the milk chocolate ones. And as a traditionally milk chocolate kind of person, I was looking forward to them. And again, maybe because I'm getting older, I'm not as into sweets as much like I need to balance it out so to me they were way too I don't want to say way too sweet they were just really sweet to me and it's it just wasn't I don't know it didn't feel like I don't want to say it didn't taste or have the consistency of high quality chocolates because yes a bit sometimes I'm I'm bougie, okay? I'm a bougie bitch. It'd be like that. <laughs> but 
Um, they just weren't up to par as far as the flavor that I was looking for. But again, sweetness factor. But again, in a day, it was a one-to-one. And I enjoyed the effects. They were great. And me being me, when I don't really particularly enjoy a product, when I have a day, when I have days or moments off, I just eat all of them. I just consume everything in excess at once because it's like, I don't really have much to savor at that point. I don't really look forward to consuming it. So that was a bit of a disappointment. So my suggestion to you is if you're not big into sweets, maybe not lean towards the milk chocolate or maybe get both of them. And because they, they're like the design of the actual chocolate is really, I think is luxurious, but they perfectly snap in half. So maybe if you balance out the two, there's that. But I will say that give or take where you're at, at least in Maryland, when I go shopping, the, the stock isn't consistent. So even when I went and bought them, I wasn't anticipating milk chocolate. They just didn't have any of the dark chocolate and sea salt. So that's what I ended up kind of settling for at the moment. But yeah, give them a try and let me know what you think as far as Evermore's discos. So they are 100% THC. I'm not getting into the dosage. Uh, I guess I could. So the dosing is it's 10 milligrams. That's just kind of a minute, a maximum of dose. I don't think it's a maximum of dosing. I forget. I know our edibles laws like recently changed over the past year, but you know, THC 10 milligrams, whereas the one ones, I'm pretty sure they were five milligrams each. So it's five milligrams about CBD, five milligrams THC, or potentially it was 10 and 10. Uh, I don't really feel like checking right now. I don't have that in front of me but that's a I think that can be a strong dose for somebody who doesn't have experience with consuming cannabis or somebody who doesn't have experience with edibles so again the benefit with the encore edibles is that you can snap them in half whereas the discos is just like it's a disc and that's just it you can snap it in half but it's not as clean as the encore edibles but I did enjoy the discos. They've been on sale a lot at a lot of dispensaries, but uh, the consistency is not like a luxury. Ch- they're, they're sort of like wafers. They have like a crunch to them, which I do like. And I should have tried them in like put them in the fridge, like chocolate things that have like a crunch to them, put them in the fridge, take them out, eat it. Ah, it's amazing. As far as the effects, I guess I just got like high and you know enjoyed that experience and again like it doesn't TT doesn't really help me with pain and things like that but like mentally I was in a good place but it was more so for me to like wind down not for like during my work day or anything so I'd still recommend trying them I would not pay full price for them to be honest because I don't I don't love them that much but if Evermore comes out with a one-to-one I'll definitely be on top of that so that's it for 
legal Maryland weed and specifically edibles. If you give it a try, go hit up Storehouse, Green Labs, Living Room, and let them know I sent you. Kanban is officially here to jam, baby, with the Indokanban.com. Don't forget the www in front of it, which is my cannabis art brand personifying the most talented of cannabis molecules as music entertainers, be it cannabinoids like Queen CBD to the zesty limonene of Terpy, the sub group of the band known for k-pop and r&b aesthetics you can represent your favorite molecule or molecules or the entire band with digital products like printable wall art wall calendars 18 months starting from july 2022 and merchandise such as masks gonna need them bitches aprons coasters backpacks and other miscellaneous things that will expand over the months to come if you would like to see the development of the visual note style be sure to look up faded lane my company that is the oversight and you can see development via your faded hour on my faded lane accounts See videos via Pinterest, the Indocanban Pinterest account, or follow me on TikTok at the Laneverse. Details, links, everything are in the show notes. And come enjoy the band. So for the Weeby segment, I'm getting into Bayonetta. Oh man. The nostalgia that overtook me thanks to the wonderful world of TikTok and encountering people younger than me who love this character, even though I haven't gotten to experience her in the way that they do, which is uh, on Nintendo. So I have not been able to play Bayonetta 2. It just hasn't been on my radar because I'm not really a Nintendo person. I've mostly been a Sony person my entire life. I got, my dad got me the PlayStation 1, I guess what, the PSX when I was, it was definitely an elementary school and what, the PS2 came out, I think I was 13 or 14 when that came out. So it was like 2000. I think it was 2003 because my first game was Final Fantasy X. Then we got the PS3 era when the PS3 rolled out, I think in 2007. And that bitch was $700. And then they, Sony was losing money on that shit because it cost, like people couldn't afford it. Then it was still, it was like the same thing that's, I guess, gone through the cycle with the PS4, the cycle with the PS5 where... They have but so many, and people scalping, yada, yada, yada. The the gaming industry, I haven't been as deep into it as I was in, like, I guess my early and mid-20s. But the gaming industry clearly has not changed that much. Other than, I guess, not continuing to make six, seven hundred dollar consoles. So, I had the PS3. 
I didn't get the PS3 until I guess 2010 and I think that's when the slim came out so people were getting the slim came out the main appeal of the first one or two generations of the PS3 was that they were backwards compatible so I got mine off of eBay first game I got for it was Street Fighter 4 because I was trying to be great with that definitely covering Street Fighter at some point because that definitely influenced me as an illustrator and whatnot but um yeah eventually Bayonetta came along in 2009 and ooh. If you are familiar with Devil May Cry, Bayonetta is the the brainchild, the result of Kamiya Hideki's genius. And he is also the creator of Devil May Cry. So Bayonetta, to some degree, is the female version of Devil May Cry. But it's just uh, the appeal that man has such a taste for making things stylish like i bought beautiful joe and i'm garbage at it so i haven't gotten past i think the first or second level but he's just so great at making stylish iconic characters that are just larger than life and bayonetta just captures that shit and She's like, you know, if you have their role models, I like Beyonce, I like Meg Thee Stallion, I like Cardi B, and I, before all of them, I'm a Bayonetta stan. So, I remember when that shit rolled out, the sales weren't great, which is why it's a Nintendo exclusive, because it didn't do that well on Xbox 360, and then when it was ported to the PS3, it was an inferior version of the game, and it's just, all this bullshit for a female-led hack-and-slash game that people complain about her being over-sexualized when it's she's confident in her sexuality and it's just she's fun oh my god I love Bayonetta never became like a S-tier A-tier top-tier player of the game but I enjoyed every part the designs the music and I definitely plan to get a Nintendo Switch. Like, it, Banda 2 initially came out on the Wii U. Again, me not really being a Nintendo person outside of Pokemon. There was just no incentive for me to buy the system. And for me to invest because there were no other games I really cared about. And I'm not about to buy it just for one game. And just with the advent of Bayonetta 3 coming out next year in 2022 and again the TikTok that got Bayonetta back on my radar is this chick who oh this is awful I think her name is Miss Honey I don't think that's the entirety of her name on there but She's on TikTok, but she's on Twitch and she does gaming Twitch videos. So she just popped up randomly on my For You page playing Bayonetta. And I'm like, this girl's younger than me playing this game for the first time in her life. And she's loving it. And I read the comment. Everybody just loves Bayonetta. And I think I did get emotional. It, did, it made me really happy that this game that the gaming industry essentially almost strangled from having a future 
Nintendo saved that shit. And as I'm like getting more into, yeah, just being ready to invest in a Nintendo product again and become a Nintendo person, I'm actually interested in learning how to play Smash because of Bayonetta. Um, it's just the appeal. I like how confident and stylish and sexy and no bullshit she is. Bitch be fighting in heels that got guns on them and she got guns in her hands and she be using all these weapons. It's so fucking perfect. (laughs) It's so perfect. I'm getting myself a Nintendo Switch and Bayonetta 2 for Christmas and playing the... I have the original Bayonetta that, and I still have my PS3, so I may be loading that up soon for a weekend play. But oh my god, if you've never played this game, you gotta play this game. I don't care if it's Bayonetta one, if you're able to play Bayonetta two, do that shit before Bayonetta three comes out, because I know that game is gonna be fire. It's by Platinum Games. Um, I don't think I've played, I know Platinum Games did like some Avatar The Last Airbender, Avatar Legend of Korra games. Oh, and they did Nier Automata, which I gotta restart a file of that, and I'll more likely talk about that once I beat that game. But yeah, Platinum Games came through, Kamiya Sensei is no longer involved i don't know if he's still like maybe an executive producer or something he's not like the director of the game like he was for the first one i don't know the specifics of the team involved with the second one but i remember briefly going to a college friend's house just to watch him play and uh, it's so beautiful it's so good the play the gameplay immaculate it's just all the characters are iconic it's just so good it is so goddamn good <laughs> so all that to say um yeah there will more likely be another episode about Bayonetta once I get the switch and I get to play that bitch and beat that game and get my be a bad witch out here but yo uh, it's so good i want the uh art book of the se- i still need to get like the art book of the second game but i have the art book of the first game and i remember when people were complaining about bayonetta's design it's just people want original shit but don't appreciate original shit it's the stupidest thing i don't even think it's people it's just like generic as basic dude players who just i don't know they just don't want to be happy (laughs) they just don't want to be happy but just the character design all the designs everything like her weapons her outfits the time like she wears her hair and it's hair magic like come fuck on (laughs) like it's just so good so again play bayonetta Get that badass witch in your life. And I'll have a follow-up episode about Bayonetta 2. And of course, when Bayonetta 3 rolls out.
Deep within the muse is an unending lane of verse. It begins and ends with the madam. You can discover that side of me, the commercial artist, or really just the artist, who just wants to make shit and not think about the money things and taxes and business expenses. But alas, that is existence. But I will not surrender. In light of that, you can follow my development on personal projects such as Orange 91, which is my personal biannual anthology that features my character short stories and also contains illustrations of them. So it's very magical realism kind of deal. And just being very experimental with my style, with the kinds of tools that I use to make art and just making a great storytelling experience as I built the foundation to having my shit animated. It's ultimately the goal. There are aspects of the Indo Kanban that show up in the Laneiverse and on my platforms, namely on TikTok. But if you're curious about how my sweet dance moves break creative blocks and manifest the magic of all things needed in my universe in my place of this etheric realm hop on over to there at lane face on tiktok also instagram where i mainly just port shit um you can also connect with me on facebook if you can find that link somewhere <laughs> find me um not really that committed to facebook but youtube will be rolling out and rolling out monthly videos so just focusing on my creative business my creative project development and just my growth as a creator through and through without all the bells and whistles and noise and annoyance of society just as a being so hop on over to the links and again the show notes the Laneiverse will have a website by the end of summer 2022. But while you wait, you can check out some of my previous artwork and wares at laneware.com, which will also be developing over the course of 2022. I will meet you there. The art is personal, but you're welcome. All right, and that wraps up episode two of Faded Breaks. Shout out to all the divine weebs of weed who are down bad with this podcast and anything that I suggest and talk about. Make sure to support if you are in Maryland, support your local dispensary, The Living Room, Green Labs, and uh, Storehouse. And get yourself some of these Encore edible chocolates, some of Evermore's Disco's chocolates. Let me know what you think. As a new caveat or just an update, I am open to taking voice messages. So make sure to go to the show notes and select the link to send voice messages. Don't be an asshat because I don't feel like dealing with anybody's bitch ass if you don't like this shit. So just fuck off if you like that. But for those who are on that good shit and are feeling the vibe, definitely want to hear from you. Definitely would love to have some discussions going. Like I said, we're going to have a clubhouse soon. And yeah, I will see you next Monday. 
11.08 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't miss me too much. <laughs>